0: Welcome to another episode of Exposite the Truth, where it's all about the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. This is part two of How to Hear Deception. If you didn't check out part one, highly encourage you go and check that one out. We talked about the different uh, religious systems and um, how they are phonies, they are fakes of the true uh, Word of God and how they... Uh, confuse it, twist it, uh, and the apostates and what they are about. So go back and check those out. On this lesson, uh, part two of How to Hear Deception, we're going to be talking about the um, apostates that are in megachurches all over America, um, and in the world too, but primarily we see them in America, that teach a different gospel. So on this lesson, we're going to be talking about the true gospel versus the false prosperity gospel. Uh, There are so many pastors and megachurches today all over America that teach this false prosperity gospel. Um, You may have heard it called uh, name it, claim it type of thing. Um, Oprah is even involved with uh, many of these false teachers. Um, A lot of celebrities mixed in there as well. They have the same belief system. This is man-made. This is nothing that comes from God. Um, many of the megachurches, you know, teach this, and um, it teaches. It feeds on emotion. It feeds on human desire and success. It feeds on the lust of the world, and it feeds on the pride of life. All right. So these are all the things that we are called as a true believer to let go and stop living for. Um so you know to feed on these things is to do exactly the opposite of what God has told us and commanded us uh, to do. Um it is called the prosperity gospel uh also known as the uh faith movement ideology. The scripture is very clear on such teachings and the consequences of either f- teaching or following such a gospel. Uh, Is it really a gospel? Gospel means good news, but how can such a deceiving version and bent, uh, twisted uh, version uh, of the true gospel be good news? uh, That's damning someone to hell, right? By thinking they can feed their flesh and then all of a sudden magically get to God's kingdom by doing that? No way, right? No way. Uh, If anything, it is what will condemn uh, people to hell and prevent them from having true salvation. Uh, because we are called to deny ourselves, not live for it. Um, and I'd like to reference an excellent documentary called American Gospel, Christ Alone. It was from 2018. Uh, American Gospel, Christ Alone. And you will see, I'm not going to have the time to, to name all of these faith movement teachers, but they will uh, show the entire list and, and point them out and educate you more about them. All right, so we're going to go ahead and look at 2 Corinthians 11, and then we're going to look at Galatians chapter 1. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11 is going to be 1 through 15. I wish you would bear with me a a little foolishness. Do you bear with me? For I feel a divine jealousy for you, since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. So he's talking about being set apart, uh, the true church, right. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, and if you received a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough." Indeed, I consider that I am not in the least inferior to these super apostles, uh, meaning he's on the same level as, you know, Peter, James, and John and the original. Even if I am unskilled in speaking, I am not so in knowledge. Indeed, in every way, we have made this plain to you in all things. Or did I commit a sin in humbling myself so that you might be exalted? because I preached God's gospel to free you of charge. I robbed other churches by accepting support from them in order to serve you. And when I was with you and I was in need, I did not burden anyone, for the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied my need. So I refrained and will refrain from burdening you in any way. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be silenced in the regions of Achaia." And why? Because I do not love you? God knows I do. And what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission they work on the same terms as we do. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. So the first thing I want to hone in on, on this scripture, is how Satan works. And a lot of people do not realize the cunning, um, just like scripture says, uh, the cunningness and how he masquerades himself as a what? Not a red, not with red uh, horns and, and a pitchfork, but with as a what, an angel of light. And this makes so much sense to me when you think about the cults, um, like the two biggest ones being Jehovah Witnesses and, Mo- and Mormons, where their prophet or their founder, uh, or even in Islam, the, the the founding person who founded all this religion, their religion, claimed to see an angel or an angel appeared before them. Um, it's an angel, but it's not an angel from God, obviously, right? Because um, an angel from God will adhere and command what comes from God's word. God does not go back on his word or change his word. But all these other religious systems do or even oppose God's word. So that's how we know the truth from lie. And so that's the first thing I want to focus on about this scripture. Uh, verse 4 refers to the false apostles that came into the Corinthian church from the outside, just like Satan did into the garden. Uh, likely, they were Palestinian Jews to bring the Corinthians under the sway of the Jerusalem church. They were, in the in a sense, Judaizers, uh, seeking to impose Jewish customs on the Corinthians. Another Jesus, a different spirit, a different gospel. All right. uh, despite their vicious attacks on him, Paul's quarrel with the false apostles was not personal but doctrinal. He could tolerate those hostile to him as long as they preached the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those who adulterated the true gospel, however, received Paul's strongest condemnation because they, the false apostles, taught a different Jesus, a different spirit, which added up to a different gospel. Okay, now let's look at Galatians 1, 3-10. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him let him be accursed. For I am now seeking the approval of man or of God. Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. But once again, we can see a parallel with the uh, reading from Second Corinthians 11 uh, about the angel um, that Satan masquerades himself as and the demons Um, And so that's why we have all these doctrines of demons that appear to be good in other religious systems. And so it also, again, it's clarified and and makes sense. right? It really, really comes to light how Satan and his demons work. Uh, Paul says clearly, um, actually as God through Paul, through the Holy Spirit, tells us very clearly that even if an angel appears from you, right? and once again, what do all these cults and religious systems have in common? Right, They say, an angel, the, the guy, the founding person, says an angel appeared before them okay, and then told them such and such. But, but when you look at their doctrines, it's all contrary to God's word, the true Bible, the original 5,700 manuscripts that are still in the Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic today. So it's really not that difficult to find out the truth. You just have to be willing and wanting to know the truth. And it will be unveiled, and you eventually will reach it. It's out there. I mean, today, with all the resources that we have, uh, unlimited resources, I mean, just Internet alone, um, it's, there is really no excuse. There really is no excuse. We don't have to go to the library and look at physical books anymore, right? All right, so going back to the Scripture, uh, in verse 6, uh, the Judaizers' perversion of the true gospel, that's what it's talking about, and that they added the requirements, ceremonies, and standards, and standards of the old covenant as necessary prerequisites to salvation, um, and that's preaching a different gospel. Um, verse seven refers to uh, trouble. The word trouble is the Greek word means to shake back and forth, uh, meaning to agitate or stir up. Here it refers to the deep emotional disturbance the Galatian believers experienced. In verse 8, it refers to how the Galatian church should receive no messenger regardless of how impeccable his credentials, uh, if his doctrine of salvation differs in the slightest degree from God's truth revealed through Christ and the apostles. In verse 10, where Paul says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or, am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Because the false teachers sought to undermine Paul's spiritual credentials, he set out to defend his apostleship, explaining, once again, that he was appointed by God and not humans. Okay, so now let's look at a couple of examples that I can help you with to quickly be able to distinguish between a professing Christian and a true Christian so first of all to become a true Christian you need to memorize and adhere to the Word of God right the armor of God right and the and the parable with the versions that have the lanterns right that go out and meet Jesus um, while the other ones did not have the lantern and the door was shut on them this is the difference between having the Word of God in you and working in your life versus just You know, oh, it's a philosophy. It's good to hear when someone else reads it for me, but I don't need to memorize or know it myself. That's a big mistake. So that's step one. You need to adhere, understand, follow, and love His Word. Um, And so here's a couple of examples. Let's look at uh, one example one, thinking that goodness comes from one's willpower and intentions. This is false because the Bible is clear that the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? right? So that is contrary to what the Bible teaches. It does not teach that you can just name it and claim it. Um, So that is very common. That kind of teaching is in their playbook. The prosperity gospel teachers in these megachurches. Um, they you know once again feed your uh emotions, your feeling good about yourself uh you were designed for success and you were designed to you know do more and make more and all these things, but those are all desires of the flesh and a pride of life uh, right and being and, and having lust of this world uh the true believer, the mark of a true believer, is called to deny this world right. Because the ruler of this world is Satan, right? Um, it's not that God is not the ruler of it. God, of course, is the ruler of it. And Satan's on a leash. But uh, God is allowing Satan to rule uh, over this world for a short time um, or for a moment in time um, and until he returns and uh, puts him away for good. But So let's look at another example. Uh, when a person claims that they live for riches of this world and live for god's kingdom at the same time this is false because the bible is clear uh, and jesus clearly taught that um, we cannot serve both god and money all right we cannot serve two masters Uh, true disciples of christ give up their own life and surrender all throughout scriptures whether from old or new testament Those who truly obeyed and followed him, followed God, gave up their lives for him, right? It it was never to magnify themselves, get riches. Uh, It was never scheming. It was self-sacrifice, in obedience, in obedience, no matter what. Um, Self-sacrifice is the mark of a true believer. Um, There are many more examples of how false teachers will tell you things you want to hear, but when we choose to live by what we want to hear and not what we need to hear, there will be devastating consequences in one's spiritual life and physical life. So, in short, how do I distinguish a true teacher versus a false one? All right, whatever church you're going to, whatever pastor you're listening to, how do you distinguish? All right, what is the key way you're looking for? Look at what they're choosing to live for, right? Um, Their personal life will reveal a lot, okay? Um, Is it worldly riches or spiritual riches? Truly, just as Jesus commands, we cannot serve both the world and God at the same time. We must make a choice. And so how do we respond? Uh, You want to ask yourself can I clearly see and hear deception do I blindly follow how other people live their lives or do I follow God's commands through his word no matter how people think of me right meaning I don't let other people's opinions and thoughts control me I follow God's commands no matter what until death right because this world is not where my true home belongs. We as true believers always think, act, speak through a biblical filter or with biblical knowledge, right? We know what God's Word commands us to do. We do not compromise We follow Him no matter what. God's Word is constantly speaking to us on a daily basis because we repeat it in our minds. We memorize it. It's written in our hearts. Because the true believer never stops growing, learning, and following his word, in which saves us from all kinds of deception. So, with that said, now I know a little bit more about how to hear deception.